Animal Fire Radio. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about it real quick. So I we went to the opening ceremony this morning. Oh, do tell. How was it? Uh, Brian Brush's keynote was probably one of the best I've ever heard. Really? What Crushed did he talk it. about? Fire Rescue Survey. Uh, the importance of... Uh, Paying it forward, doing the right thing. Nice. And uh, and counting our successes. Because huh. success matters. Yeah, and, and everyone focuses on the failures, but there's so many things that are good when you think about a successful 100%. thing. 100%. You know? yeah. right? So that's the thing. How do we quantify what we do? Yeah. How do you quantify our success? How do you quantify what we do on a daily basis? We're always looking at tragedy. We're always looking at the, the fatality numbers. We're not looking at the saved yeah, numbers. Yeah, that's a great idea. And so super important that we focus on our successes because when we do – we could then push it forward to figure out how we get there and do better. That's right? awesome. So where's Brian from? I don't know this guy. Oklahoma, Midwest really? City. Nice. Uh, fire Rescue Survey. He um, He's the chief of training, Midwest City. Super impressed with him. Uh, I've awesome. known him now for a while, and uh, he's doing incredible work. So if people don't know who he is, they should be checking him out. That's awesome. I he wish I would have been there. Brings That's a lot great. to the table. It was yeah. a really good keynote. That's so cool. this is cool. So we're out in the hallway, FDIC 2023. Yep. We are here. We made it. We got a great spot, too. There's the yep. whole crowd waiting to get in the convention I center. And I feel like good. we got like three bug eyes looking at us. <laughs> yeah, it things, is right? pretty funny. I wish All I could close up. But so this is fun. So let's break this down. You and yep. I have known each other now for several years. We have. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing I truly enjoy about Hive is and, and you and your team is that you guys are innovators and you're pushing everything forward. Mm. It matters. We appreciate that. We, you know, don't, you, we can't rest on our laurels. We can't rest on the <laughs> traditional bullshit of what we've been doing People for so say long. these companies get fat and happy. And I'm like, let me tell you, I might be getting fat, but I'm definitely still hungry because I'm going as hard as I can. Similar like you, man. Like, you know, I think that people gravitate towards each other when there's, when you have drive. Firefighters are like all type A personalities. Drive. Nobody like sits around and just waits for firefighters wash the trucks train work work out all the stuff you do at the fire station when the call goes off you're going but firefighters are driven people that's why they're firefighters and so when you run businesses like your business is exploding i see this tiller time a whole friggin' fire truck dedicated to <laughs> jeremy friggin' tiller awesome. time yeah and then you know like our team is here doing some great stuff and it's yeah. fun when you have people that are excited and driven and motivated it's the essence of what makes the fire service unique yeah and i think too like not just for us our two companies right but also, when you walk around here, you're really starting to see innovation on a lot of different fronts, right? A lot of manufacturers are starting to step up their game. They're realizing oh, yeah. they need to get more technologically savvy. Yeah, you can't just advanced. sit there forever and do the same yeah. thing you've done for a million years. That's never going to get anybody anywhere. Right. So you got other people podcasting. you got other people doing live broadcasting. Like, yeah. That's what this is about, right? we got to yeah. push this job forward, and it's done through today's means. We yeah. cannot rest on what we've always done. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool that you bring the storytelling and kind of that, like, uh, that cultural element. You can't sit here and tell. If I sit here and tell you about my widget all day, no one gives a shit. They're out of here. Boring. But if you talk about the impact people make and, like, tell the story of the win, tell the whatever, you know, here in that opening ceremony this morning, that's what people need to hear. And the storytelling of the fire service and the 2448 is the storytelling of the businesses behind the fire yeah, I service. That. I think it's the coolest spot to be. And and for me, like, that's really what broke it down for me. Like, your podcast that you guys started at Hive is the 2448, focusing on entrepreneurial first responders. And oh, what yeah. they do outside of the job, because the 2448, 2472, whatever your work schedule is, right? Yeah. What are you doing in all that downtime to make yourself sh stay sharp and better? Yeah. Well, I mean, the 48 is where e like everyone's got a side hustle. And so some of those side hustles, I was talking with Luke from Fire Department Coffee earlier. He was on our, our podcast. But hearing the stories of how they've built that business and that team and that brand, it's like, 
any everyday firefighter. He was a fireman in Rockford, Illinois. Yeah. And now, and their business is crushing it. They're at all the NASCAR events and the NHRA stuff. And there are 50 examples of companies like that in this space where guys were just firemen. They started a business and they're off time. The business grew. Eventually, it pulls them away from the fire service. But guys like him, they're still so tied to the fire service. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a reason and there's a why. And it's really cool to see that any firefighter-owned business in this place has the potential to do that. And I also think, too, like, it's focusing on individuals, right? Because, like, everybody's got a story, right? With National Fire Radio and the podcast we do, I could interview the biggest names in the industry. No problem, right? I'm friends with all of them. I was just out having drinks with them last night, right? (laughs) Yeah. Friends with all these guys. But, like, those guys speak on a lot of different platforms, and they're very well known. To me, as much as I value them and all their... You know, uh, input and and push that they've they've done to make this job better over the years. The legacy they're leaving behind. There are so many people that don't have the ability to tell their stories. Yeah, there's and that's so the many, platform you're able to give them. Right? And there's so many people. Everybody has a story. Yeah, and everybody's story is worth being told. And yeah. so we need to do a better job at capturing those stories because some guy somewhere. We'll never have the opportunity to share a story, but his story will impact somebody somewhere. Yeah. And so for me, capturing the stories of just the average guy, the regular guy that goes to work, volunteers, lives a life, has a good wife, good family, good kids, solid foundation, that makes a better firefighter. And those stories are important. We need to talk about that more and more. What's the bent that you like to look for when you're looking for someone to be a storyteller? What is like, do you want to hear the story of their personal life or their fire life or their, I think we look for business life. I think it all matters. Yeah. Right, because here's the thing, right? Look, Ryan Dodd, another successful hey, owner. Yeah. What's up? High and tight on that haircut, buddy. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, nice. I th- I think um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, what you call it? I so I think what's really important, right, is we we're talking about interviewing the average guy, the story. Oh, foundation. Yeah. Foundation's everything, right? Yeah. You asked me what I like to focus on during our interviews. It's wherever the interview goes. For me, it's conversation. Yeah. But I firmly believe that you're not going to be rooted with a strong foundation in the fire service if your personal life is chaos and a mess. Interesting. Yeah. And I think we need to educate people more and more. They need to focus on themselves. Yeah. It's okay to be self. Listen. Fire service is all about giving, right? Giving. You give and give, give eventually. Give, you give, give, out, give right? right? But at some point, you have to focus on yourself. You've got to take care of yourself and realize <laughs> that the only way you're going to be able to give back and do more is if you take care of yourself. And so you got to be selfish. Yeah. You have to be a little bit selfish, and that's okay. You know, I have this conversation with my wife, Terry. She's a saint. She puts <laughs> up with Terry, me, yeah. texted me this morning, <laughs> said, you're gone way too long on this trip. Oh, great. And I still have another three days, <laughs> yeah. right? Thanks, and she's, she's got a lot going on at home. She's dealing with kids. We got 10 new ducks that we're raising right of now. Of course you do. That doesn't yeah, surprise right, yeah. me. Yeah, and, and all these other things going on, right? Her car has to go into the shop, so we just got a lease. Like, all these it's things good, that yeah. she's dealing with, and I'm not home. I have to value that and appreciate that. But if we don't have a strong foundation at home, if our home is broken and boy, beat up because yeah, I'm you, not yeah. focusing on myself and allowing my wife to focus on her things to be good, you have to be good in life to be good anywhere else. Yeah. Right? You know, I heard a fire chief in early training one day told me, you can't fight a fire at the neighbor's house if there's a fire in your house. Because you got to put your fire out. That's it's like, fantastic. It's all about having like, and he was talking about unit cohesion in the fire service. At the fire station, you have to be a cohesive unit because if there's a fire in your fire station, you cannot respond to the community that needs you. And that applies Very to your personal point. life and your fire service life. You that's gotta like, have that's, like a, that's fortune cookie stuff. Dude, right it's, there, like, it's really good. Yeah. If you have a fire in your own house, you can't put out anyone else's fire. And if your job's a fireman, that's a problem, you know? I firmly believe in that, man. And I don't think we talk about it enough. You know, when we start talking about uh, PTSD, suicide, um, substance abuse, divorce, all these things that plague our industry. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. A lot of it has to do with people beginning to focus on their own. 
Yeah. They need to start focusing on themselves, and it's okay to not give 100%, 100% of the time. Yeah, give 100% when you need to, yeah. but then switch off. I had someone tell me the other day, they were talking about, like, the most creative space in your brain occurs when there's space to relax. I love that. And so, like, you have to take time off. And so many firefighters, I mean, I know I did it. You work a 24, you take and trade a shift, you work another 24. All of a sudden, you're at the station for 96 hours, and it's like, how do you switch your brain back off and relax and clear your mind and so, actually be focused so if you're what, just taking everyone's just all the so time? So what do you do? Where do you relax? Because I'll tell you this, right? <laughs> I know I know you and I are similar in some regards, but I think you go even harder than I do because I know you. But where's your downtime? My downtime? What does Sam do when he turns it all off? Can you turn it off? No, I, I don't think I can. I can't either. When I leave high vis work... I either will go to the house and have a weekend of just quiet, which is very infrequent. So that's, okay. One way of, yep. very infrequent. Yep, yep. The other way, I'll go work on the ambulance, which is not quiet, but it's not at all what I do normally. And so if I go, if I'm thinking about writing reports or giving grandma's hugs or doing something totally different than my everyday, it's like years ago, that was my everyday. But yeah. now my everyday is business and people and team members and all right. the other things that occur in our business. And at the fire station, I can't answer the phone. I'm on duty. I can't do anything else. I'm focused on that job. So grandma needs a hug? Yeah, go have coffee with grandma. It's fine. So that literally is one of my favorite stories about you is when you said that grandma needs a hug. And, yeah. And that you want to sit and talk with people. And I think that is your downtime, right? Like you've come to realize that that's your reset. When you dial back in, giving, doing more, right, and turning off the outside stuff. Like yeah. I know for me, like last night, I went to dinner 20 minutes outside of the city last night. <laughs> we did the same. We had to get the hell out of here. I got out of we here. We were like, dude, that's going to be I too was, crazy. And a day like this, and you know, we have to be on. The whole time. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, I, I bet you probably sleep harder after FDIC than any other time of the year. I mean, I know I do. I don't. No, no really? I, oh so even God. last night, like, the whole team shot. They're in bed, and I'm still up, like, oh working. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, for me, though, this is, for me, like, where do I turn it off? I turn it off when I have to, and when I do, it's kind of like. What I do just, you do for it? Kind of disappear a little bit. Yeah, just gone. My my wife and kids are my everything. Yeah. And so um, super important for me to, when I need some downtime, I do a lot of rides with my kids. We yeah. drive a lot. Oh, interesting. So my kids, 15 to 16-year-old girls right now, and my two that are home, Paige and Lily, will jump in my truck at 9 o'clock at night. Just go. And go for a ride and just blast tunes and hang out. That's awesome. I love that. That, that to me is like a reset, you know? That's uh, good. With my wife, like I just promised her last night, I said we're going to get away for a night and just yeah. turn it all off, right? <laughs> like it's important to do that, and I think that's where we really need to understand that we need to focus on ourselves. Yeah. Nobody, a lot of people don't focus on themselves. You know what's funny is so Kayoma, my wife, who's an absolute angel, she, she, uh, she uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she tells me today, man, we're working, we're launching this product here at the show, new light bar, it's going to be exciting, but it's been so much effort to get to that point that the other day she's like, you know, we really need to like make the point to go get lunch once a week and make the point, we work together. She's like, at 11.30, we get in the car and we just go do it. I love that. And it's like, Oh, well, I'd love to do that. But we go, We don't talk about work. We go intentionally, even if it's a coffee date. Right. A coffee date once a week yeah. is so valuable just to do it. Yeah. Because when you're so focused, it's like you just don't think about the important things that are not work, fire service, other stuff. It's like, let's just go talk. Let's yeah. go have coffee. Yeah, Done. yeah, yeah. I think the other – well, let's do this, right? So let's pivot a little bit because you Done. brought it up. Let's talk about the new light bar. Hey, yeah, okay. So the omen? The omen, yeah. So, so we – did you hear the story how we named the thing? No. So I'll tell you about what it is, but I'll start with the story of how we named it. We we wanted to call this thing Edison because Edison, there's a lot of ties in our life back, like, you know, to the, the invention of the light bulb, modern light, revolutionized the way people work after yeah. dark. Seth. Edison had a fire in his... Take some stills and video on that for me. Thank you. Sorry, Sam. You're good. So he had a fire in his lab. It was like a whole thing. So we were like, yeah, we're going to call this Edison. So we get all down the path. It turns out there's a trademark issue with the name Edison. So we're like, 
shit, what are we going to do? So we have Kayama's looking, we're looking, our marketing team's looking, we're brainstorming names. We can't come up with it. She texts her dad, oh, I'm, you know, like, I don't know what to do. The name we wanted, we've already done our marketing pitch on it. It's taken. And he's like, oh, it's easy. Just call it Omen. Everyone needs a good Omen. And we're that's like, sweet. I love what? That. So we look and it's open and we're like, holy that's, shit. That's simple, right? right? Yeah. It's easy. We've only had 30 people spending months trying to figure this thing out. Message goes out on Slack. Everybody knows. Yeah, Omen. This is the name. It's yeah. It. So we got it. So anyway, so this thing is a smart modular light bar. You know, you talk about like, you got to be willing to take time off to, to look forward and go kind of into new space. So I was thinking, there's an interesting story about um, Albert Einstein said, if he had one hour to solve the world's most difficult problem, he'd spend 55 minutes researching it and five minutes solving it. And so I spent the last four years researching what are the things that could be done better in morning lighting systems? Because everyone asked us, do you want to do, like, when are you going to launch this stuff? And I kept saying, I don't know enough about the market to know what's different, what's needed, what's unique in order to do it better than anybody else in the world. So I'm not done researching. So it's been a long time researching. What we ended up finding was that, like, in 1985, light bars were shaped the way they are because you had to change light bulbs. That you'd take the cover off, you would change light bulbs, you could tweak the motors, but there was stuff inside the light bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we came up with a design that has no middle. It's like right. a bucket without yeah, a bottom. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool, but it's, it's like an oval donut. Because you don't need to get to the middle to replace anything. So we designed this thing that cannot hold water. The problem with light bars is they hold water. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that light bar's a fishbowl. They talk about light bars and fishbowls in the same sentence all the time. So we developed this whole thing, modular construction, no interior, nowhere for water to accumulate. And it was like, all right, we've got the mechanical side of this thing down. And then we were like, what's the other problem? Well, the number one thing people told me was inventory will put you out of business for warning lights. Every color. What color are, are in your trucks up in New Jersey? Uh, red and blue. Red and blue. Well, in North Carolina, you're only allowed to run red. Well, right. in other states, it's like, oh, yeah, Chicago runs a green. Right. Well, I want a traffic director. So now we're talking SKUs. And then it's like, well, I want red, green. Well, I want red, blue. Well, I want white, blue. I want. So there's 8 million. And you can't build one at a time. Right. So you end up with $100 million of inventory for any product you launch. So when we developed this thing, one of the things I thought was, you know, we're in a world of software-enabled whatever. I can change my Christmas lights to any color I want and hit a button on my phone and they go. Yep. There's got to be a way you can do that with a light bar. Yeah. And it turns out it's very difficult to do, but we did it. We came up with a light bar that's every color, red, green, blue, amber, white. It's one part number. If you want a 72-inch bar, it's never going to leak water, and you only need one part number, period. Wild. No configurator, none of that stuff. So we're launching it here as the smartest, most connected system that's super easy to configure, and it's all based on... You know, smartphone app or an integration. If you go into the Pierce booth, you'll see an integration right into their electrical system. It's, it's just a different way of thinking about it. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it's cool. It's very exciting. So how easy is it to use? Like it's literally like you tap the e-master and go down the road. It can't be more difficult than that. If you got to hit 8 million buttons. That's what I'm saying. It's, what's your job as a firefighter? It's not to play with lights. It's to protect property and save lives. So if you're playing with lights, that's a problem. This thing, it knows when you're parked. It knows when you're responding. It has a GPS on board so it can tell where you are in relation to intersections. It can do dimming and night modes. You don't need to hit a button that says it's nighttime. Well, you know so it's nighttime. This is where I'm going with this, right? Because we are overcomplicating everything. Turn the thing on. Thank you. I'll spend the time with our gazillion right. engineers coming up with how to make it work. Just trust me that when you turn it on, it's going to do what you need to do. And every time it will. There's a the crazy thing is in the fire service I learned have a plan have a backup and a backup to the backup. I love the it. plan is that when you turn the thing on it works. The backup is that it fails over to a wireless connection in case the wired connection is broken. The backup of the backup is there's software on board that runs a communication loop. If it can't get anybody else on the network, it just runs a basic NFPA pattern. So there's three sets of redundancies built into this thing. There's power on both ends. So if you cut one of them, you rip half the bar off. The thing is always going to operate. Plan backup and backup of the backup is fundamental in our business, and that's how our products work too. Is it bulletproof? <laughs> you can probably shoot this thing. I mean, it sounds work. like it. Rob, do me if Rob, yeah, do the tiller time ones. 
And since you're the mayor of FDSCI here, <laughs> can you promote the happy hour at 2 o'clock today? Oh, happy Beautiful. hour at 2 o'clock, uh, if you uh, haven't heard. Yeah, we're Where doing a big uh, Rev Group. Oh, oh The Rev Group booth today. It's tiller time. So oh, we got, uh, so this good. isn't the right sticker, but this is our tiller time sticker. But It's beautiful. We're doing a joint project today with Rev Group, which is super exciting this is from the one. 2 to 4. The tiller time sticker. We're doing, that's one there. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. So hold, don't give those out. Those are ours. Um, <laughs> so these are pretty cool, though. We redesigned it. In, in partnership with uh, Rev Group. Oh, that's sick. Oh, is so, that your truck, dude? Yeah. That so is that's awesome. A Spartan Tiller. That's so, cool. Fun times, man. So, your mission statement. Yeah. We help first responders do their job more safely and effectively after dark so they can save lives. That's ultimately our mission. So, I ask you that because I know how important that is to you. Absolutely. I know that you post it on social media twice a week. Absolutely. I know that your people know it. You just spit it out like it's... It's, it's gospel. It's written on our walls. I'm accountable to the firefighter on the end of the hose line. If, Why? Because that firefighter matters. Every, the community is accountable to that firefighter on the hose line. Or that firefighter on the hose line is accountable to the community. Like, that's who we work for is the people that rely on us. And so I'm not working for some big public traded interest. I'm working for our customers who rely on us to help them do their job after dark. Which I think is amazing because if you go around here and talk to most companies that are here, their people do not know what their mission statement is, let alone if they have one. It's a great litmus test. If I ask anybody in here, hey, I want you to choose our product, sh they should ask me why, and the answer should be because it can help you do the job faster and safer, and ultimately that's better for the community. And I think that if you have that as your fore focus, it has to be profitable because an unhealthy business goes out of business and you can't do anything with it. 100%. So we have a healthy business. There is a profit margin built in. There has to be. Yeah, it's a business. But it's the best tool in the world for you to do your job. And you need that tool to do your job because ultimately the community needs you to do your job. And so we can do it. We can help you do it better than anybody else in the world. I talk about the value proposition a lot. Give more than you take. Right? Well, it's important to me. It's well, so important. Yeah, right? And whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, 51, 49, 70, 30, 60, 40, and it varies all the time, oh, right, yeah. through life. But as a company, you guys innovate like crazy. You guys have disrupted the lighting market on the scene lighting. Now yeah. you're getting into the, uh, the warning, warning lighting, lighting yeah. with the Omen, right? It's fun, yeah. And so on. So innovation is very important to you. It is, It yeah. pushes the job forward. It's a personal challenge, I think, for you, oh, too, yeah. which you oh, love. Yeah. And I think that's what pushes you. That to motivates people like yeah. you. Yeah, people yeah, like yeah. me. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. But bring the value statement along with that, comp with mm. that conversation. Because I think, truly, your innovation and love for this space is you giving back to the space. I absolutely agree. You know what's funny? So if I ask you, what's the difference? In 1950, if a house catches on fire, and if today a house catches on fire, what's the big difference? I mean, technology, right? Technology. I, mean, I mean, think about how fast it there. goes. Right. Oh, you know, yeah, right. Bert, yeah, okay. That Bert, aspect yeah, give, me that, yeah. give me that story. So 1950, it's 20 minutes to go from right. zero to fully involved, and today it's what, two? Right. So 30 seconds or 10 seconds is a greater proportional segment of the overall survivable time in a structure fire today than it ever was in the past. Yeah. And so if I can find you 10 seconds 10 times, that's 50% of the survivable rate in a fire. Yeah. So if I can get you there 10 seconds faster with an omen bar, I can put your outriggers out better 10 seconds faster with a laser light cannon. I can make sure that the guys can get to the aerial tip safer with the pixel ladder light. And I can find 10 seconds three times. 30 seconds is 25% of the overall survivable time of a fire going from incipient to free burning in today's fire service. And I'll be honest with you too, right? To do our job effectively and efficiently, right? I need people like you to assure me that the products we're putting on our apparatus are going to make us better at what we do. I use them. If yeah. a house catches on fire in our little town, I'm on the fire truck. Yeah. I rely on this stuff. If I yeah. can't stay in front of it, how can I expect you to stay in front of right. it? Right. It's crazy. 100%. And I think that's really what's important, right? And to yeah. recognize what you guys are doing at Hivis. And you're growing tremendously too. It's a lot of fun.
It is fun. <laughs> How's the podcast going? Dude, it's been great. So we launched, you know, I guess it's been about mid-January we launched it. So it's been a couple of months. Yeah. And I'm seeing people here at the show. They're like, oh, you're from the 2448. I'm like, shit, you know it's from the podcast versus the, the, the lights? The yeah, show. right? The like, green yeah. trucks? They're like, oh, we've been listening to your stories. My I'm light like, up shoes? Yeah. Yeah, they're great. They're ridiculous, yeah, by the way. So I saw funny. somebody had them. In, somebody's wearing them in a the booth right now, oh, and yeah. I walked by, and I'm like, <laughs> "What is that?" It's good, man. That's so. Funny. It's a good hook. Hey, man. I think too, like for me, getting to know you guys, getting to know you, Kaoma, and your and your crew, right? I mean, they're just you're very protective of your brand. You're very protective of your of your company. Yeah. Uh, and and your mission. You right? have to guard that stuff because it's important. Otherwise, it becomes nothing. It's not worth anything. I agree with you, and I think that's a true testament to who you guys are and what you've been doing, mm. right? You're very protective of that mission statement that we talked about, yeah, which drives everything else because ultimately you do hold yourself accountable to firefighter safety. That's my number one focus. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, I want to hear about your side now because I've seen this business that you're running growing and exploding and with the Miller time, Tiller time, yeah. the uh, the size yeah. up. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for Miller to uh, give us, send us a letter on yeah, tell you to get wrecked. Yeah. as this thing grows. But, uh, you know, we'll deal with that when we get there. So what's been new on your end? I mean, I feel like I'm just seeing you everywhere in different booths and different so stuff. So here's, here's what happened, right? True story. Uh, I came to realize I'm an 80 percenter. <laughs> I'm good in the beginning. I'm good on the design and creative. Terrible at execution. Interesting. And so about three, four months ago, uh, surrounded myself with some new people that are helping me uh, execute on my behalf. That's awesome. Through execution comes a uh, solid delivery and growth. Yeah. And um, the only way we're going to scale is when we put the right people like yourself. You put the right people in the right positions, and we start to go. So about three, four months ago, we put out our uh, marketing strategy and influencer strategy to the industry. Yeah. We sent it out. Uh, the podcast is crushing. The podcast is doing 120,000 downloads a month. I've been hearing it. Um, it's great. It's doing very well. We have uh, sponsors across the board on that now. Every month, we have new sponsors rotating through. Things are doing really well. That's so cool. Um, and then, you know, ultimately, with the, the media marketing, like, it's my vision of becoming a media marketing company for the fire service is really starting to take hold. That's cool. Um, and so now that I have people delivering and executing on my behalf, my vision, we're really starting to push the envelope forward. So that's cool. We've lined up incredible uh, partners. We're doing a lot more media marketing projects. We have even after FDIC, we have projects lined out now, scheduled that's out. That's so good. The exposure of this week with Rev Group is. Uh, a super validating moment. I got to tell I was really proud of you and your whole team yesterday. Standing on the stage addressing that group was so neat to see because it's like that's what firefighters want to listen to firefighters. They want to listen to some sales guy telling them BS. You and when Steve's up there with you and yeah. your crew together, it's like yeah. bring the industry experts to the table and let them do their job. You know what's really important to me is we can't allow the manufacturers in the American Fire Service to lose sight of what their mission truly needs to be, like yourself, right? Yeah. And that's why I brought up that mission statement. So what we do with National Fire Radio on the media marketing side is we educate the marketing people how to relate to that backstep firefighter. Yeah, exactly. Right, because most companies do not have firefighters in their media marketing departments. Yeah. So how do they know? So they don't know what to say. How so do like, they you know, know how to talk to talk? To talk? Walk the walk. Yeah, they don't. Exactly. And so what they do is they consult with us. They bring us in to help on creative. That's and so we good. educate their people how to build their products around the firefighter by selling it. How That's do you cool. sell it? You don't sell it. You become part of the community. You educate. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're bringing in the guys that are like the people that wrote the Tiller Training World are doing this thing with you guys. And you're going to go present this to the community. That's who I want to listen to as a firefighter. Don't tell me a sales pitch. Tell me about how to use it. So thing. what's really cool today, 2 o'clock, we're doing a walk around. We're doing it's Tiller time with Rev Group. We have a Ferrara TDA in there. It's uh, sick. As soon as the idea was pitched back and forth. 
Uh, I said, I got the perfect guy for that. I'm all about, I do a program called Bridging the Gap. Yeah. Where I, where I talk about bridging the young and the old and the fire oh, service yeah. and bringing them together. And that's really what National Fire Radio was solely built on in the beginning, right? And so bridging that gap. So what I want to do and what we're doing is I'm bringing in a third-party consultant who I know is one of the best TDA instructors in the country. Oh, yeah. Bring them in on the project. And for me, what matters the most for me is making connections. Yeah. I love introducing Sam to Dave. Yeah. Right? Like, I love that. Hi, Dave. I love doing that because, to me, that means I'm doing the right thing. I'm looking out for my friends and the people that have done me right, and I want to bring them along for the ride. If I can make a connection and put people together where I think it could push the job further and push it ahead because I'm putting people together, I'm the guy. I want to bridge that gap. I want to be that that. middleman. So we brought in Steve Crothers and his crew from TractorDrawnAerial.com, and they are uh, doing a walk around with me today on the Ferrara TDA. At 2 o'clock. Two o'clock. That's great. We're going to do happy hour, so come have a beer. We're going to talk everything tillers. Um, What's really cool about that is I'm going to moderate the conversation between Steve, who does the practical training and experience on TDAs, and the Rev Group Aerial uh, Apparatus uh, Division Manager, whatever he is, Dave Perkins, who is a super knowledgeable guy. That's awesome. So Dave's going to be on my one side. Steve Crothers will be on my other. And And you'll be kind of liaising the conversation. I bridge the gap between engineering and nerd talk. (laughs) <laughs> to street smart firefighting. And I'm that guy that's bridging that gap. That's awesome. So you can ask a little question in engineering, ask a question in yeah. application, yeah. and then those guys fire yeah. off. So we have the whole truck choreographed out. We know our talking points on everything uh, we're going to hit. That's cool. And we're going to go around the truck 360, and we're going to invite the crowd to come with us. And that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Where we can educate why the truck is built the way it's built because now I have the engineering side yeah. and the practical side and you put that together it makes for a very educational piece for the end user. That's going to be really cool. Is that a first first time doing something like this? I think so here. I mean, you know, the, I've never the, big, seen thing, it, yeah. the big thing too, right? Is the apparatus innovation content that we do? Yeah, it's sharing the tips, tricks and hacks of how we build fire apparatus in the country. I love that. People from Iowa and Canada Canada's not our country, obviously, but <laughs> Iowa, Mexico. Oh, yeah. Mexico. God, I'm going down with North America. So this guy's first time on stage. Cool. I've never been in the United States before. This really? is cool. Oh, yeah. well. California, New Jersey, Maine, Texas, right? We Mexico. all build our trucks differently based upon how we operate and where we are. And sometimes we're looking for an answer. Sometimes we're looking for, hey, we got this problem. I'd love to figure out a way to make this better for us. Mm. Well, we share that platform now. Yeah. We have that opportunity to show you that, you know what, if you're looking for something, chances are you could find it. Yeah. Apparatus innovation content for us. Because it shows shares, like all that. Shares the tips, tricks, and hacks of how people are doing it. That's awesome. And I'll tell you, the validation on our content comes when I walk shows like this, <laughs> and I know for a fact that people are putting stuff on their apparatus solely because of our influence, because we shared it. That's cool. I know where it came from. I love that. And we've been able to push the envelope further. It's like you guys. We innovate. And that's what's important. The only way this job is going to move forward is respecting the culture and the tradition of what we're built on by yeah. putting it on today's means and innovating to push it forward. That's it's the cool. only way we're going to get ahead. I always laugh. Like, sometimes you'll share something, especially if it's something like a truck that's got something we make on it. All of a sudden, oh, my God, Jeremy told me that. That's what I should do. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I go look at your social page, and I'm like, oh, it's an apparatus innovation. But, dude, our phone rings, like, instantly. It's crazy how fast the market connects with your content. It's Good. Well, cool. I'll be hitting you up for a commission on those yeah, sales. Great. So. Okay, yeah, great. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Like, it's funny because they always ask, like, hey, how, what do you know about this application? I'm like, dude, I have never heard of that in my life. But then, you know, you go find the content, yep. and it's like, oh, and you always – you usually pull out of it, like, not just, oh, a guy mounted this thing to the side of this plant. It's like, well, here's why it would go there. Here's what's important. Here's how it's valuable. And it's so much more than just looking at it on the line. And I think that's important. you got to have a narrator. 
you got to put a little uh, theory behind why it's done, right? Yeah. I mean, I can show you pictures up and down, and what happens is when we do and we don't put a lot of theory behind it, people get crazy, right? Yeah. Like, social media is fun, and we can go down that rabbit hole yeah. if you want. <laughs> but people are, people are insane. People think that their opinions matter. Yeah. They don't. Like, I appreciate you. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But, like, if you don't bring anything positive to the table, or you're like, that's never going to work, or this is dumb, or blah, what value does that bring? Dude, I'm so worried about launching these warning lights because there's a whole segment of people that I are can't like, wait. these warning light bros, they're like, flash sync bros. Yeah, the sync bros. You, t- you throw a picture of something just moderately out of sync, yeah. and they flip out, and you have a million internet trolls. And I'm just like, listen, guys, here's all the science behind why this or that or whatever. And it's just some keyboard warrior that's like, 100%. You know, so. And, I, and I think the fun thing with that, though, or the sad thing with that, actually, is that, you know, th- they need something more, right? Like, I feel sorry for those people that bring that negativity forward. Get excited I feel, about it, you know? I, yeah, and, you know, here's the thing, right? I look at stuff all day long when I scroll social media, and I, I disagree with 10,000 things every single day, but I don't leave my opinion. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why all of a sudden everybody thinks their opinion is valued. How do you how do you bridge between an opinion and a conversation? If you say, like, hey, I'm curious why you did that. It's because the approach. Whatever. Right, I'll have conversation all day long, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not here to beat you up. I'm not here to say you're wrong. I don't. I don't ever judge anyone saying you're right or wrong. I'm never saying I'm right yeah. or wrong. Yeah. What I'm showing you are is options, different yeah. things that are available. Yeah. Right. Who's to say that it doesn't work for me, if it doesn't work for you? Yeah. We live in different areas. We have different jurors. Everything about our, our bro. Thing. Take it to regular life, man. Some people like <laughs> yeah. chocolate. Some people like vanilla. Some That's people true. like strawberry. And it doesn't make you any better or worse because you like a different flavor, right? So what the hell's the difference, right? And that's where we need to get back. We need to come back around and have have the abilities to have some real conversation and stop taking sides and then running with that. It's crazy. Yeah, The division division within is so bad, and I'm not saying in the fire service. I'm just saying in life. Are you shedding? (laughs) I am, like, shedding and then, like, somehow... Are you going to do a haircut anytime soon? No, you know, I got my haircut right before here. The funny thing was, I was trying to grow it long, which is longer than it was. But then it kept irritating. It would hit me in the eyes. I was so frustrated. I go to the place, and I was like, can you just cut my hair like my wedding photo? And the guy's like, I have seen this photo every time you've come in here for four years. I've seen your wedding photos more than your wife has at this point. If that's what you want, I'll do it. But last time I did it, you didn't like it. And I'm like, shit. Do right. it again. <laughs> I'm do it again. again. Right outside What's of my eyes. It's terrible. What? Go away. Go. Yeah. You had, hey, you had your, you had your hour. Uh, <laughs> is that your show? Ah, oh, Pip show, the size up. Ah, oh, I like it. Oh, is that what that is? That's his mohawk. Oh, I love that. That's cool. So tell me about the different shows you run. I'm curious. So I haven't even heard of these things yet. So, uh, yeah. So while we just re, uh, we just fired up the size up again, um, the size up, I think, has an incredible name to it because, you know, ultimately in emergency services and firefighting, we're talking about size up, right? The importance of sizing up a building, sizing up an emergency scene. What Pip's doing is he brings that to the table, but we put a spin on it. The size up is your personal size up. Oh, interesting. So it has to do with your health, your wellness, right? Physical and mental, as well as lifestyle, right? Mm. Because like we were talking about before, right? If you're not good in your personal life, you're not going to be good in the fire service. That's exactly right. So or your Pip's, professional life, regardless. So Pip know? relaunched his podcast a few weeks ago now. He's putting out a new episode every Tuesday. It's nice. important for us to recognize people that have the abilities to engage. Yeah. Pip certainly has that reputation. He likes to engage people. He, he is... Uh, he is definitely 
interested in what people have to say. Yeah. Um, and he makes for a very good conversation. So we brought him, we got him fired back up, and uh, his <laughs> podcast is every Tuesday on our platform. That's I mean, awesome. ultimately here, like the whole thing is this, right? National Fire Radio is a media marketing platform, and we're going to be bringing in other personalities to put their shows on our channel. That's cool. We want to push the envelope and bringing accountability to the fire service through different types of shows right yeah. where we can have real conversations so we can push the job forward so pip's doing a great job at that he's had some great episodes that are doing very well that's cool um, and so he's out he's going to be in the mercedes booth today mercedes textiles pip what time one to three one in the mercedes three. textiles booth Beautiful. he's going to be there talking about uh cancer testicular cancer oh interesting check your equipment <laughs> check your yeah. equipment you guys are the best uh, all right, why don't we do this i'm gonna hop down let pip hop up he can talk to you for like five minutes right? yeah sounds great thanks man Oh, well, welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeremy, National Fire Radio. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. I appreciate it. This is so cool. Now, Pip, this is sick, man. So I actually had no idea kind of what the different shows or what the topics were. I'm moving again. It's exciting. Well, you know. I got I to gotta hang on. This. So this stage, we built the stage. It's very thin. So when you lean these chairs, they, you, can, like, you can hear everything. It's like a little danger. Yeah. There's a small danger element to working the stage. So yeah, you know. It's, yeah, it's like firefighting, right? You're on a roof. It's a little spongy. Uh, It'd be fine. Yeah, we're, right. we're good. We're not so going anywhere. how did you get into doing radio? I mean, you're a fireman, obviously. You look yep. like a fireman. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Most people I don't say that. that really? So well, I mean, little, the size uh, up. I yeah. figured small fireman, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fire. It, it, it's a play on a lot of uh, words. Like yeah, that, no. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm a captain in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Oh, um, right on. I run the not-for-profit 555 Fitness, so fitness has been a really big part oh, of what nice. I do there. That's cool. And I hooked up with these guys being from Jersey. I don't even know. Four or five years. Whenever they started, we met. Oh, cool. Um, are you guys close to wherever these guys are from? No. No. I'm, so I'm in Central Jersey. Oh, interesting. Which does exist. Is that exist. beautiful Jersey Central, or is that? That is beautiful Jersey. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I don't believe it's a real place, they but I've heard They live in this place, is. North Jersey. Central <laughs> Jersey exists. It was on the official New Jersey Instagram account a year well, ago I mean, that Central yeah. Jersey exists. It doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, Everything fair. on social That's media true. is true. That's it's true. 100% true. I am in the, so I work in New Brunswick, New Jersey. I live 30 minutes south of there, which I like to call South Central New Jersey. That's fair. Okay. Because yeah. none of us think South Jersey exists because <laughs> yeah. they just don't. That may as well be Philly. Our graphic designer is from South Jersey. She's always like, I'm from the beautiful Jersey, I swear. I'm There's like, nothing okay. beautiful all the way down <laughs> south there, regardless of what Eckert says yeah. about any of that stuff. Um, I live in horse country, which is kind of oh, crazy. That's cool. That's um, awesome. Which people don't know a lot about New uh, that part of New Jersey. I so, and you do a, you run a fitness like a gym or something like that, or no? Five 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 Fitness is an internet based not for profit. You know, oh no way! A long, long time ago, we were putting out workouts every day. Oh you know, no trying way! Trying to engage firefighters because fitness is important, <laughs> right? Yeah, indeed, important yeah. in life. And that Jeremy and I could both take a uh, take a lesson from you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's move, believe it or not, Jeremy from National Fire Radio is actually taking a little bit more in his own fitness. Really? And that's going on that's more good. and more and more. It's something and that really, like, it just gets away from you. If you don't yeah. pay attention, I know I'm guilty of it. Like, it just gets away from you, and then you got to be intentional about it. It, it. it got away from me this week. It always gets <laughs> away from me this week. There's, like, yeah, very yeah. little fitness in my life. Oh, dang. Um, I have, I've done workouts out here at FDIC. Really? Yeah. Do you host them and grab firefighters and do So we did here when, when 555 had a booth. We were over in Lucas Oil, and we did three workouts a day. No we had people way. in the booth working out. Oh, that's really cool yeah one day we had like 30 something people and it was cool there was a, a little kid who asked his mom like can i work out with them so we had uh, ron ortiz a firefighter in florida uh he's won 
the CrossFit Games Masters Division. No way. Yeah, 50 oh, that's plus. Cool. He's six. I don't know, like six. He's humongous. So you have a CrossFit Games winning winner next to this like kid? eight-year-old kid no way, working out, cool. doing burpees, doing air squats no right way. on the floor at Lucas Oil. And, and cool. how many people can say that? Yeah, you worked sick. out on the floor at Lucas Oil Stadium. That's sick. Yeah, so so that, what's the uh, what's the thing here? So you're talking about cancer and you're doing that sort of stuff. So I'm working with Mercedes Textiles. You know, they have an interest in us, in their end user. Yeah. April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, they partnered with the not-for-profit Detect together to raise more awareness about cancer and checking your equipment because... That's such a funny way to think about it, but it makes perfect sense. Isn't it, right? You're a firefighter. Check your equipment every day. Yeah, do you enough. really check your equipment? Uh, like your own question. equipment. Yeah. Uh, because with testicular cancer, if you find it early, it's a 99% survivability rate. Really? As long as but you find you it find early. It. You got to find it. And it's really not hard to check. You just yeah, have to so. check. That is so T funny. Touch yourself in a different way. Well. Make sure if there's any differences. Uh, this past week, we just did an episode of The Size Up. A uh, firefighter from Texas, Josh Hardy, uh, tells his story. I'm not going to get too far into it, but during bailout training, he bailed out, but ended up, you know, hitting the sill, let's call it, before oh, he went out. No. A few weeks later, he's like, I still have pain. It can't be from bailout. Yeah. And he checked his equipment and was really swollen. No shit. Fast forward to go and listen to his story, but you can kind of guess what he found, no and he way. went through his treatment. So he's doing really well with it. Oh, you know, wow. he just got a clear scan. Yeah. So, but for the next five years, he has to get scans every three months because it could come back. So it's one of those important things. You know, we are two times greater chance as firefighters to yeah. getting any kind of occupational cancer. So it's something to think about, man. That's so wild. Well, I'm glad you're talking about it because I feel like, you know, it'd be the, the awkward subject. Like, oh, okay, I don't know. It's going to be really awkward. A lot more awkward to, uh, you know, not. I mean, I know you now, but today I'm going to ask that question to complete strangers like hey, like, you, hey uh, you check your equipment and they're all gonna say yeah be like oh yeah of course i do and i'm gonna be like no your equipment like, like down oh, there like yeah. that part i'm <laughs> not checking all I'm, day people are gonna be looking above your head like uh no no <laughs> despite what jeremy says i am not providing equipment checks today well, in the mercedes textile yeah. booth you have to check your own equipment <laughs> but that's just the way it kind of goes well, that is awesome <laughs> well man well, it's so, super exciting to meet you man yeah thanks it is great for, man thanks for great. coming up and stealing jeremy's yeah, I don't know. Are you coming back or are you nah, just going to keep talking out there? Like, I mean, it's great. But well, I'm going to log in. I'm going to listen to your show. I'll Sweet, come by man. and see you guys. We're right next to Mercedes Textiles. So Sweet. we'll see you guys over there. One to and, three, uh, man. Hear the story. Yeah, He's man. coming. He's coming. Stop Thank blocking the so cameras, much. man. <laughs> How are we doing on time? Five minutes. All right, cool. Are you sure? Because your time management earlier was terrible. Well, you know. I got here at eight and I was like, I'm sitting in the uh, chair. Yeah, what was that text you sent back and go, oh, I'm sorry, it's 10. Yes. Yeah. I'm scattered. I was sitting here thinking it's nine. Like, oh, okay, I gotta go on. The guys are like, can you get out of our chairs? You can't. You can't. Nope. That doesn't work. Nope. Womp womp. It's yeah. the red. I'm telling you, it's the red. <laughs> I love it. It looks. I love the red, by the way. It looks good. You know that. So anyway, let's wrap this thing, right? We got five minutes. We do. All right, done. So tell me about your day. What do we have? Where do people want to come see you? What are yes. you doing? So we have the 2448 booth out here. We're sharing it with you guys. We got our whole show schedule here. You'll see it on our social channels. But in our main booth, we're launching the FireTech Omen Light Bar, which is the new thing we talked about before. Yes. Warning lights are new for the FireTech brand. So come by and see us there. We've got some stuff on display in the Pierce booth. There's a, I think it's hourly. They're doing a display talking about kind of the smart fire truck and the new lighting system we've got cool. on one of their trucks. So we're going to be floating around the show. We're really excited to show off our new demo truck, the new tech. Primarily in the main convention center, you'll see us all around the place. And I love it. Be sure to come say hi. Look for the lighted shoes. Lighted shoes. I love it. And yeah, for and us, yeah. So for us, we're going to be in. Uh, we're going to be podcasting out here for a little bit. 
Uh, and then uh, we'll get some friends in here. I got to do some interviews actually because hey. we're doing a project with Fast Rescue Solutions. Oh great! Good okay. friends of ours. Um, yeah, we're gonna do. I got to interview some of their guys to get some of their content. Cool. For a project we're working on, That'll which be is great. yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then later today, two o'clock, two to four, we're gonna be in Rev Group's booth. Um, Spartan, E1, KME, Ferrara, Smeal, and LTI, which is now LT. Uh, those are the Rev Group brands. We're going to be in that booth from 2 to 4. That's We're doing cool. it's tiller time. We're hosting happy hour and talking tillers. So if you're around, come down. Come see us at 2 o'clock today in the Rev Group booth. It's going to be fun. And then tomorrow, again, uh, you and I will be here in the morning again tomorrow. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. We're going to open up again with the uh, opening, and then we got 2 to 4 again tomorrow with Rev Group uh, doing the Vector Electric E1 apparatus, That'll as well cool. as their new Wildland truck that they're launching. So we're going to be Good. doing walk-arounds and hosting happy hour again there, too. So Full of exciting stuff, man. Bro, the show is open. Let's enjoy it. Congratulations, uh, yeah. Sam. Good thanks. luck with everything. Likewise. Yes, thanks, sir. buddy. Thank you. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in a bit. Fire Radio.